computer got you all kamboozled? It's the techno babble you just don't have time to understand. It's time for Technically Speaking with Daniel James Scott on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. Yep. Daniel James Scott is the guy here and uh, at sparkcatalyst.com. And Daniel, I see you've got here that Wi-Fi routers used to produce 3D images of humans. What's that all about? Yeah, I, yeah, we've talked about this kind of tracking technology before of people being able to uh, get in on your Wi-Fi through like your ring doorbell or through the Alexa. But the yeah. idea that just through the Wi-Fi router, they can now see how you're standing, where you're standing, when you move. Oh, man. I, I, the surveillance is in, insanity. I just... I. I think there's two things that are happening here that are going to allow us to welcome in our avatar future. One is we're going to be tracked at all times, right? Doorbells yeah. and faces getting scanned and we we never have any privacy as human beings. But then also on the other side, this idea that chatbots and robots and um, just all of this other technology that doesn't allow us to be able to determine if somebody's a human being – I think both of those things are going to come together and allow us to be able to say, you know what, maybe having an avatar serve as me at work or in any, in any other situation might actually be a good thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why would that be? I mean, I guess we've all kind of been like, wow, I wish there were two or three, two or three of me. Like I could have one cleaning the yeah. kitchen, one doing the laundry, but it's just crazy. When is evidence evidence if we can't trust anything? I was I was on this um, really great call with uh, an employee of ChatGPT uh, yesterday, and one of the things that they said they're working on is citations. So this idea that um, okay, they're bringing all this new information. You ask a question, it brings this new information back, but you can't trust where it's from. I can just publish it and go, okay, that's real. Right. Um, but is it really real? And then also, I can't trust a picture now. Right? So if if Russia is saying, okay, Zelensky is telling the troops to put down their, their weapons, which turned out to be total deep fake, total not real, um, how, how can we trust that a, a video of him is real? Right. It's, the whole thing is blowing my mind, Jack. I don't think the world is real anymore. We are already avatars. <laughs> the only way I could trust that you're here is is loading in your Wi-Fi and figuring out if you're standing here. <laughs> or sitting here. Hey, let's turn our mics off because James has got an interesting question here that he wants to ask. So let's turn him off a second. So I was curious, Daniel, how intelligent, going back to ChatGPT, how intelligent is ChatGPT and is it being updated often? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it's updated all the time, but there's this phenomenon that they're calling hallucination now where ChatGPT, if it doesn't have a specific answer to a question, it'll just make something up because it's got to return a result. And that is is pretty terrifying because it could be construed by somebody who doesn't know better as a fact. And one of the, uh, there, there was a, a great, a great uh, Twitter chain. Uh, somebody was just going in and trying to talk to, um, through this uh, historical figures app, just trying to talk to historical figures and ask them challenging questions. Like they asked Henry Ford about um, being an uh, anti-Semite. And 
it got defensive and it just started making up things that weren't actually true. It's like, well, I wasn't really. And it's like, well, you wrote these, you had a, a newspaper about, um, you know, where you wrote articles about uh, not liking Jewish people. It's like, well, I might have done that. And it's like kind of like backing out. But that's part of the problem of not having citations and not understanding where that data is coming from is all new data then appears as if it's fact and it's an hallucination. Right. Well, I saw something that Chad GBT was able to, um, um, passed the bar exam and all of these other, like a state medical licensing board exam and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Yeah, listen, I, I'm 100% behind the idea that education should change. If my kids are being graded on their ability to write a paper, that's kind of silly now. And I do agree with Sam Altman of like his response. He's the CEO of OpenAI who created this this new tool. He said, you know, in, in the education system when I was a kid, uh, when calculators were introduced and finally allowed in the classroom, we had to modify education, and that's what's going to happen here. And and maybe the idea of my kids or anybody else's kids having to write a report, maybe that's a little old-fashioned, honestly. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of okay with that. Um, get them to think, absolutely. Get them to respond as human beings and use their humanity to do interesting things and ask interesting questions, 100%. But I think the, the age of... I got a certification because I could pass a multiple multiple choice question test. It seems a little ludicrous to begin with, and I'm not 100% <laughs> certain that my doctor is a better doctor because they passed a test. I think they're a better doctor because they ask the right questions and they care about me and they're benevolent and they have integrity. I think those things matter, and those are all human qualities. So yeah. because I'm not a techie person at all, if somebody wanted to experiment with chat GPT, how do they even get to it? How do you do it? You know, it's it's so interesting because um, James and I were talking about this in the back and he said for the past week, I can't get in. And honestly, for the past week, I've kind of tried to avoid it. So I wasn't aware that it was having some difficulties allowing people to be able to ask questions just because of server space or whatever else is happening. Uh, but you can go to it's chatgpt.com. Is that correct, James? Yeah, it's open AI. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you can just go there and try to get in, but realistically, it's kind of hard right now. Um, they're they're looking at launching these uh, commercial pricing plans, which means you can start building it into other apps, and hopefully it'll be more reliable, and that has specific use cases. So it won't just be ask a general question. It'll be like this historical figures where it's like, talk to Jeffrey Epstein, even though he's dead, right? <laughs> which is kind of creepy, but it's, it's a really specific use case. And I think we're going to start seeing more of that. Um, Unfortunately, Jack, one of the things I saw, um, which which I think will actually help Joy, maybe it'll help Joy a lot, is you can go in and say, hey, I'm gluten-free, I like Italian, give me a shopping list for the week and a bunch of recipes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool, but it's an edge use case. It, ha again, has no humanity necessarily. Well, how true. Well, Daniel James Scott, our WFLA tech expert, and uh, we'll have him here again next week. And if you have any questions, you got to get them to us, and we'll get them to him. But uh, it's sparkcatalyst.com. That's S-P-A-R-K-C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T.com. And thanks a million, Daniel. Thank you. Great to have you on board here. It's 6.51. Time to check in with John Thomas in traffic.